Hello and welcome to the Growing Green Podcast. Your host, Jeremiah Jennings, is the owner of Growing Green Landscapes in Birmingham, Alabama, and has a passion for growing the entrepreneurship community for those who are young in business. Being a business owner isn't easy, especially in the early years, and that's why in this show we dive into a wide range of topics covering all the challenges small business owners deal with. Even if your company is generating a million dollars or more, the stories from our great guest and Jeremiah's own firsthand experiences will propel your business forward. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Jennings. What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to another episode today here on the Growing Green Podcast. This is your host, Jeremiah Jennings, and I'm very excited to be coming to you today with another great guest interview for you. We love guest interviews because we just like to bring the most value that we can. And by having guests uh, come on and share their other businesses and stories along the way, then I believe that that is what grows the community because people just learn and grow from hearing other people's stories. And so especially this time of year, spring is here. It's upon us. And so we want to hear what everyone else is doing. And so this is not going to be actually a landscaping company, but actually our bookkeepers. Uh, Joey and Megan Kobley are joining us today with the Landscaping Bookkeeper. How are y'all doing this morning, guys? We're great, Jeremiah. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. We were just talking before we hit record about uh, technical difficulties. You know how all that stuff goes. It, it nothing ever works the way it's supposed to. But you yeah. just you just live and you learn. Like I, I'm not a technician. If we ever if we ever got to that point, if, I would just. If that was one thing I could have in like my back pocket everywhere I go, I would totally do it. I pay for it. <laughs> my brother is IT. Like so, I'll call him. But. The minute we got off the phone, I can't remember a word he said. It just that that information does not make sense to my brain. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like that's I do not envy guys that like when I go to conferences and things like the the audio and the video guys, I'm like, yes. mm, yeah. I, no, don't don't envy you at all because yeah, you've got enough of a taste to know that's not you. <laughs> that is not me at all. So this is if I can get a headset on and a mic in my head in my in my hand, then I'm I'm good. Let let everyone else do the rest. So Same. um well good deal, guys. Well, thank y'all for joining us. Uh we've been on the, y'all have been on the show before. Uh, everyone knows who who you are most likely, but let's just kind of walk through uh, the landscaping bookkeeper. There's been a lot of changes since we talked last. It's been a couple months, probably I don't even know, maybe close to a year since we talked um, as far yeah, as on the podcast. And so back when we talked, we we kind of think we kind of teased and prefaced what y'all had coming down the pipe for this fall and uh, now into the spring. And so you're rolling those services out. There's a lot of new things that have been changing. And just so tell us a little bit about what y'all are doing now and how your business has evolved in the last 12 months. Let me take that one. You want to take it? Yeah, go for it. All right. So <clears throat> originally when we when we started doing bookkeeping, um, the goal was obviously just to do bookkeeping, but we've always had, you know, kind of a, a end goal with it too, where we can, you know, use the bookkeeping for actually, you know, valuable information because, you know, bookkeeping is valuable for any service industry or any industry in general, but, you know, um, being able to use those numbers to accomplish a goal um, is really where we're trying to go with this. So, yeah, we've, we've talked a lot about what's that next service look like. So, you know, we knew bookkeeping was the start. We knew we needed to get that in order, have a right place for it, do it well, because I was a teacher before he did hands-on. I mean, we were, we were brand new to the financial world in that sense the academic side of it. So we knew that was the start of it, but we've always been talking and, and putting things together of what's next. And so for a long time, we we thought, well, you know, maybe we could do this. Maybe we could have a community. And we kind of came to the sense that our 
one hour meetings with our clients every single month are our core service. Like Mm -hmm. it is very important that we have that. It's important also to the organization. You wouldn't think, but because, because you're moving so much information remotely, it's so nice to have that meeting to just fire away some questions that feel impossible to answer in an email. And so it's core not only to the organization side of it, but also to just understanding the where the business owner is at and recognizing what their needs are. And so once we real we had that realization that the meetings were at the very core of our service, we thought, okay, well, what can we be putting in meetings so that I feel like it's filling the space well and adding, continuing to add more value so that each time they they have that anticipation of the meeting. And so several times I'll get in meetings and I'll ask, hey, what's what's the emotion that you're coming to this meeting with? Because I'm really curious. Are you nervous? Like, do I word things to the point where you're nervous when you come? Like, I don't want that to be it. Mm-hmm. And so, but a lot of times I do get anticipation as the as the emotion. Um, they're they're excited just for whatever comes up in the meeting because it's going to be more than what they know currently. And because I was originally a teacher, I learned that I just, I love teaching some of those basic concepts of finance, of how the financial statements work. And so while that's the core deliverable of our monthly meetings, we call those know your numbers meetings. We decided to go with, you know, as cheesy as it is, a version of the meeting called grow your numbers. And so the grow your numbers meeting actually pulls in a completely different software. And so throughout the year, we're starting to spatter in or that's not the right word, but yeah, splatter. How about that one? Yeah. (laughs) We're starting to sprinkle in. Sprinkle in. That's good. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. We're starting to sprinkle in some grow your numbers meetings. Mm -hmm. And we originally called them analysis meetings, but you know, it's not catchy and it's, it's not, when you say the word analysis, there's a picture of the word analysis that immediately comes to mind, especially with, with the, the consumers of the podcast. And I think it's way more nitty gritty than what we're looking to do. And it's not like we can't get there. It's just simply that's not where we want to start, you know, right after them learning how financial statements work. I'm not looking to tell you what your pricing should be. Like that's what we're trying to really do is build a framework for our customers so that they have a repeatable, scalable business model. And to do that, which also is financially free. So that's a key one too that I think differentiates us. So that requires us to not only teach them and communicate just the basics of financial accounting statements, reporting, how numbers talk to them, but it also requires us to have the same definition of business. You know, if we want you to have a repeatable, scalable business model that's financially free, we've got to understand that business is not just operations providing some sort of commercial service. Like there's more to business in me and Joey's mind. And it has more to do with that personal autonomy. You know, does it provide you the ability to go on vacation and still produce passive income? Mm. That's a little bit more of the definition of business while also having systems, you know, obviously to produce that service. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a marrying of the two, the very simple, definition of a operation with the idea or the picture that it's also providing passive income. And that's, that's where we want our clients to go. It, business to us, me and Joey is not about money. It's, it's about that freedom. And we talk about it over and over of how much personal autonomy in a given day we have, you know, like we went on a business trip 
um, not on a business trip. We went on a personal trip this weekend, but we were able to take the first part of Monday off, you know, in order to just get back into the routine because it was a quick trip. Like that personal autonomy of not having to be somewhere right at eight o'clock showing up for a boss who, you know, could care less about your weekend anyway. Not that's not always true, but it's it's to provide that personal autonomy. So those grow your numbers meetings, especially this year, because we feel like we're going to be able to capitalize and really focus on those now that Joey and I are, are mostly at the bookkeeping role. The goal would be to help our clients find personal autonomy by being a profitable business owner. And to do that, we're going to help them see and uh, prove as well as build a framework that shows them they have a repeatable, scalable business model. And then we can start sort of launching into some of the specifics about their, their business in and of itself. But until we understand what a repeatable business scale, a repeatable, scalable business model looks like, you know, your pricing is not that important to me. Although I, I totally understand it's a very important piece. It, it just comes next. It doesn't, it doesn't come before being able to build out that framework. And that's how you, in my opinion, that's how you evaluate. Because one of the things I was finding in the meeting is, you know, first meeting, they would they would ask me, am I good or bad business? And I'm like, oh my goodness. Like they think, because I see all these businesses that I have some top notch secret mm-hmm. about whether or not they're good or bad. And so I see numbers all day, but if we can build a framework together, then you know, you know yourself whether or not you're good or bad. I don't even have to say anything. You know, we've built out this metric or this framework that will allow you to know, hey, I'm working really well within this framework. I understand why this framework is here. If I step out of the framework, I know why and I know the consequences of that or the risk of that. And so it's it's kind of like profit first in the sense that profit first is a very much a cash framework. And so our grow your numbers, our analysis meetings, if you will, they're going to build a framework that would allow a healthy, scalable, financially free business model. Mm. That's good. We're not, we're not really able to do any sort of analysis until we have a year's worth of data anyway. It's not like we can just look at one month of statements. And so that's the key to the whole thing. It's like, okay, if you guys can just stick with it for a year, you know, we can kind of get a little more nitty gritty. Right. Because, you know, a lot of times to look to the future, you have to look at the past. And if there is no past to look at, we have no idea what the future looks like. And that's an important point because, you know, they think bookkeeping is done within a given month. And it's true. Like we have some numbers after a month, but if anyone's promising you really good analysis of your business, like to the core, after, you know, even three months, it's, it's like, really, like, you're probably throwing a little BS out there just to make yourself look good. And Mm. we, just my personality, I can't do that. Like, I've got to have, I have got to form a really, really good opinion about something before I'm willing to, to give it to you as advice, if you will. And we've kind of backed off the advice train, although we really do think we're taking what would be considered big level consulting down to the the startup, not the startup, but the the young in business, the sole proprietor, if you will, right. who hasn't quite scaled. We really do think we're taking some of that information and making it palpable and delivering it to them, um, while them not having to pay, you know, that that sum of money that you would if you were the large business looking for some consulting. So we kind of stay out of the consulting lane. We're we're more of the that framework builders as well as the soundboard within that framework. And we basically have come to the conclusion, considering Joey's investing knowledge and how much 
the years he spent just looking at statements of all the big corporations. Um, you know, there's there's few key metrics of what a good business looks like. And as long as you stay within that, you know, move your pricing around like the experiment. But really as long wanna... as you stay within this, these this framework, you should be a good, healthy business that I... can repeat in a different location if you were to do that. I think key takeaway, we just want our business owners to like learn how to think about this instead mm-hmm. of us telling you. We don't want to be telling you for three years, you know, after after a year or two, it's like, okay, you should, you know, if our service is truly valuable, you should actually be able to problem solve a lot of this yourself. And we're here to help you if you need a little, you know, a little more insight. But for the most part, that's that's the core of the business is just, we want you to know how to think about this. And we want you to, to because if you're not, if your trust is in yourself and your decision-making, you're going to go a lot farther than if you're just trusting somebody else to, you know, throw things at you. That's so, a really good way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. I really agree. That's awesome. Yeah. You can't, you can't rely on just other people telling you what to do to exactly, it's exactly what you're saying. You can't, other people aren't going to get you where you want to go. You have to do it yourself. Right. And Correct. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's through learned experience. And, yeah. And with, with having, you know, at this point, several different business owners, what I say to one is just not at all going to apply to the other. And yet I can't know the intricacies of you as an individual. I mean, I'm going to learn a lot and I'm yeah. going to be able to, to, you know, relay my message in a way that hopefully would make sense to you. But at the end of the day, you're the one that's, you know, we've always said, you're still the CEO, but you know, you've got the boots on the ground. I don't own a landscaping business, but if you can understand the framework and what I mean by that is just, how do these numbers work together? What sort of story does that make of my business? And you will likely need help interpreting that. That's That totally makes sense. I mean, that's just a skill that someone else probably has a little bit better than you. But if we can take those, those monthly meetings and over and over and over repeat some of the same things, hopefully you're starting to build a reasonable framework for how finances work, how they should communicate to you. If I make this choice, how does that affect this and also flow into this statement? And how do I know that's going to affect this state? You know, all of those things start to be there so that you can make your own decisions. And we're just, like I said, we're the soundboard. We're there to just make sure you're thinking through, you know, the different ways it could affect your business. And we've really tried to put together, you know, all the, through, through the, the years that we've been doing this, we've tried to put together, you know, the key metrics that make a successful lawn care company. And that's the metrics that we go off of is the ones that we've seen time and time again. These are the ones that get measured, that get managed yep. and the ones that actually show results, you know, because right. and and it's, it's the hardest part is like just trying to figure out which ones not to pay attention to. You know, in the age of information, it's mm-hmm. not it's not how much information you can necessarily comprehend. It's how much information you can throw out as not necessary and retain the information that's actually pertinent to your business model. So that's kind of what we've tried to do with, with our analysis meetings or grow your numbers, whatever you want to call them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I can finally think of a few sips of coffee later. Uh (laughs) Yeah. I I see you got your massive Starbucks there. That is uh... yeah. 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 Do y'all have one that's close to y'all? Yeah. Yeah. I had a bit of a stressful morning. Our, our, I was trying to to run to Starbucks right before this, and uh, I was like, "Man, I need my coffee." Yeah, no, 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 it's, it's pathetic. Stressful. It's pathetic. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I can't think without coffee. So I was like, "Man." Anyway, I, I tried to I tried to head up to Starbucks, and uh, I I pulled off of the gas station. Our car wouldn't fill up. I don't know what's going on. Something to do with like a sensor or something. So I was like dead on empty. But I was like, "Man, should I risk?" 
risk it, you know, and just go for the. So my car's dead on empty. Oh uh, no! The Starbucks and get back with the coffee right before. So yeah, that was that was the start of the the podcast basically. So I was like, oh my god, I'm I'm so stressed. <laughs> it was first world problems totally, but. <laughs> Speaking of cars, that that is the point of our grow your numbers meeting, and really the point of know your numbers too. It's we we call it a fi- one of the deliverables within the grow your numbers is what we call a financial dashboard, and it's there to to help signal all those main metrics we've decided to take a look at and to prescribe to a good healthy business. Because you know, like I said, you can get really in the weeds of, and some people do, and like. Being a numbers person and Joey too, like we enjoy that, but we just don't find that to be a reasonable deliverable for everybody that we're trying to help. And so even though like we can get to some of those pricing topics or even, you know, per square yard metrics, Mm -hmm. that's that's not what needs to be hit on first. And it's not what needs to be noticed first. Mm -hmm. And so the the financial dashboard is those main metrics that look, if these if these aren't blaring at you, if they're not creating warning signals for you, you likely have a healthy business as we define business. And so feel free to, you know, um, make some of those different decisions and experiment with them. Experiment with $75 per hour, experiment with $85 per hour. Like neither of those is really going to necessarily create some problems down the road mm-hmm. um, as we as we see it. So that's that's what the Grow Your Numbers analysis meetings are. It pulls in a separate software that is going to reveal to you a financial dashboard based on metrics that we talk about and that we continue to have conversations about to help you know, hey, I'm sitting in a nice position where I've got a framework, I'm working within it, everything is is saying go. And as long as I continue to just report back to this financial dashboard and there's no major problems, then you know, let me just be a business owner and create the business I like. I, you know, I like $85 an hour so that I can pay my, my guys $30 an hour, you know, whatever that mm-hmm. ratio is. And not everybody, not every business owner wants that type of business. You know, mm-hmm. they want, they want lots of employees rather than a few really, really good ones, you know, whatever it is. I, I just like, I like business owners to be able to be business owners at their own company because, that business is likely creating the life you want, not that somebody else wants. Right. And you, so the goal is to, like you're saying, be your own business, uh, be your own boss, like control your destiny. But in doing that, like you said something earlier about, I, I don't want to give my opinion on you or on your business in less than three months or whatever like that. It, it's not even really like, I know you didn't mean that. It's not even really your opinion. Like the numbers don't lie. That's the thing sure. that people don't understand is like it's you objective. can you can give your feedback and perspective on what you're seeing, but like the numbers don't lie. And by once you go through a year of bookkeeping with the two of you, then it's like, okay, we have some data here. We can at least right. we can at least go back and say, look, for the last twelve months, like things are gonna ha- there's gonna there's gonna be a random expense in month one. There's gonna be two random expenses yeah, in absolutely. month three, and then in month five you're gonna have no expenses. So like right. you can't go off of that. You need a, a full benchmark of a year to say hey look let's let's yeah yeah, at least like that's the very beginning stage right Uh, Mm -hmm. so for guys that are looking for something like this it sounds interesting to them one you got to sign up for bookkeeping like you you got you got to at least get that get that step going but maybe people that have already had their books in order or they can bring you tons of financial statements or, or whatever they need joey what are some things that you are what are you, what are you looking forward to in the grow your the grow your number side of the medium? Because you're really running that, I think, the, for the most part at least, or you're making more of a presence this year. It. He's you're, definitely the brain behind it. So are you asking me like what 
key what, performance indicators and why? Is that kind of the question? Yes. Like what are some things that you're going to be going through and walking through business owners with in this meeting? Because for, like a lot of people probably don't even know what they are. So like, what are some things that you could say, Hey, look, these are, these are what we're going to be walking through. Uh, do these interest you? And, and maybe, maybe somebody listening, it will interest them and maybe look into getting these services. The store is now open at thehardscapeacademy.com. When you visit Caleb and Brittany's website, thehardscapeacademy.com, and you click on the store link, you now have instant access to purchase the training videos, documents, forms, and handbooks that you hear mentioned on the podcast. Plus, you can now reserve your spot at one of the upcoming in-person training sessions at the Almond's new shop. Learn step-by-step alongside our master hardscape professionals. These sessions will include how to install retaining walls, project budgeting, and paver patio estimation, just to name a few. Other sessions feature landscape design principles, horticulture basics, installing seat walls and benches, grill island installation, and so much more. Get incredible hands-on experience for you and your crew. Head over there now to find the exact training session you want, but remember, space is limited, so reserve your slot today at thehardscapeacademy.com. Right, yeah, so this is kind of like deeper level analysis. Um, so um, I would say, you know, after, we, after we've kind of had a year down and we've kind of gone through, you know, your statements and you're kind of getting the gist of how they all work together, you know, your P&L, your cash flow statement, your balance sheet, then we can start kind of narrowing down, okay, what are the, you know, the key performance indicators that make, you know, all businesses successful for the most part? Like what are the, what are the landscaping companies at 5 million monitoring? And, you know, what are the, what does success look like for them? They may not even be monitoring, but I guarantee you that they have these five metrics under control, you know, if they're at a certain stage in business. So, what we look at is we, we want to make sure you're not carrying too much debt. So that's one of them. If we, we want to the debt to equity ratio, we make sure we have enough cash on hand um, to, you know, in case, you know, things go awry and the economy kind of goes down or whatever, you know, you want to have some expenses, you know, saved up. Um, we look at your profit margin. So it, one of the hardest things, you know, early on in business is to know your actual true profit margin. And me, me, and, you, me and you talked about this this past week. Yeah. You know, so so we, we have to put a lot of manual inputs to see what your true profit margin is whenever you're just, you know, a sole proprietor or if you have, you know, just one or two crews. You know, it's, it's a lot easier to see a true profit margin of a large business than a small business because there's a lot of the inputs that aren't, you know, on the on the P&L um, which is why, which is why this service is so important. Because if yes. you don't have somebody helping you do that, you're gonna you're gonna wrongly gonna, read your yeah. profit margins. You're gonna inflate it. Yes. All right. That's kind of what we were talking about. That's in a good way. He says, you know, any even a small business, all the all the typical expenses that are recognized on the profit and loss, they're they're there. They're just not accounted for on exactly. the P and L, yeah. and that's the hardest thing to understand. And it has everything to do with just accounting. Like mm-hmm. it just has everything to do with bookkeeping as well as tax time. And so what's really hard for business owners to understand is when you take a draw out of your business and you pay yourself because you're an employee of the business, if that's not on payroll, that's just considered a draw on profit. It it has nothing to do with salary. And so what's, what's really important in that first grow your numbers meeting is helping you understand your true profit, which is one of the deliverables of the the analysis meeting. So a lot of businesses don't know their true profit until they're at, you know, seven figures. And by then it's like, man, I wish I had known this, you know, three or four or five years ago, because it's easier to control your profit margins when you're small than when you're big, you know, when your whole business model set up around a certain type of, 
you know, service that you're providing and it was never really that profitable, you would have not even known that until you got to a certain point. And by then it's hard to change, you know, it's hard to turn a big ship around rather than a small ship. So we try and get all of our metrics in order early on so that we don't have big problems in the future. That's largely what the service is built around is just, you know, and that's it's, a, it's, it, that's what we call it, the financial help yeah, score is it's because it's it's largely um, just kind of coming in for your checkup, making sure there's nothing that's just going crazy that you're going to have huge problems with five years from now. So it's a hard value to sell because naturally everybody gets to that, you know, let's say two million business. Someone comes in as a consulting firm and says, hey, we could save you a million dollars in expenses. And they're like, oh, man. And then they pay them all the big bucks. Our mm-hmm. goal is to catch it really early but not just catch it. It's to really help you understand it. And that's why the meetings are so core because time, you know, month after month, nine months out of the year, you're sitting there with us, hearing us talk about it, being able to ask your, your own questions um, so that your brain understands it. Cause I know not everyone learns the same way. And so, yeah, that's, that's probably one of the hardest parts of selling it is the fact that we're there. We're here to save you those million dollar mistakes rather than, you know, and obviously we, we get, we feel like we get the value out of it too, in terms of the pricing, mm-hmm. but it's, it's not seen in a tangible way per se, as, as it is sometimes when you, like I said, you're larger and those consulting firms come in and save the day. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So that's, I think that's three that I've covered. So we've got, uh, you know, we're monitoring debt levels, we're monitoring cash levels, like what's a healthy amount of cash to keep on hand, uh, we try and monitor that where well, we show you your profit, you know, which is your actual profit. You know, I'm sure you've talked about that on your show where, you know, we're not, uh, you're not actually it's where everything and everyone has been paid. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So we're monitoring that and, and actually showing you what it actually is. And it takes, you know, it takes a good year and a half to actually figure out what your true profit is. Cause we need all that data. You know, obviously if we just had summer months, you might be hitting yeah. 25% profit margins. If, mm-hmm. you know, if we onboarded somebody in the winter, they're probably sitting at like, you know, negative five or something. Uh, yeah. So there's another reason we need a whole year right there. It just depends on the time of year, you know, especially with the cyclical nature of landscaping. Um, and then we also monitor uh, gross margin, which uh, we were talking a little bit about that last week with you, but uh, it's basically showing you, you know, after your service has been provided, how much of every dollar do you get to keep, you know? Mm-hmm. So, if, if after your labor and your materials and your fuel is paid out, which is the key, you know, inputs to your, let's say if you were just going to go out and give an estimate or something, how much of that do you actually get to keep after the service has been provided? Mm-hmm. Um, so Rich. you might keep 50 cents on every dollar. Some businesses keep 40 cents on every dollar. Some keep 60 cents on every dollar. So yeah. that's, it's a, it's a super important metric because that's literally all the inputs you would put in for your estimate. And then you have the remainder to pay all your back office expenses. So. Right. Which is what, a lot of people focus on their bottom line, but that gross profit is what dictates what their bottom line can be. Like right. you can only start at that point. I mean, I know people talk about that top line, but if you've got these necessary input inputs of labor materials and fuel, then you're really starting at that gross profit to be able to dictate then what your bottom line can be after your back office expenses are paid. Right, right. It's a lot uh, in basic terms. It's very, very easy to cut expenses later in business. Mm-hmm. But it's very hard to change your entire business model later in business. So if we can we can monitor your gross profit early and get that business model really firing on all cylinders, then it's not that hard to cut expenses later on. That's you can crazy. always just go, you know, pull up all your expenses on the year, your fixed expenses, and just cut them. Like you, you, it's just relatively easy to do compared to, oh man, my pricing's wrong or my routes are terrible or 
you know, uh, I'm, I have bad relations with my supplier and I'm paying way too much for materials or whatever the case may be. It's much harder to do that than to just, you know, sit down with a piece of paper and cut expenses, you know, like I'm overpaying for the subscription or whatever. Yeah. Mm. Which is one of the deliverables of the Grow Your Numbers that we're excited to get into this year, mainly Joey. <laughs> but it's just a expense analysis. It's just like, hey, let's make sure we've, we're keeping tabs on these back office expenses. Right. And that just relates to let's, let's try and keep you as profitable as possible. And in order to do that, we need to be monitoring your expenses yearly so you know that we're going to do everything in our power to make sure that you're as profitable as, as you can be and then the rest is up to you i think that's going to be one of the most beneficial one of the most beneficial things that happen in these meetings because i know for me like that's that's one of the probably the largest ways that i lose profit is just unnecessary spending like yeah it, it, mm-hmm. and it's not even that it's unnecessary it's just you just go and you just you just swipe you the card. You just forget about it. Like yeah. it's just things that yeah. they're just everyday business. Is you it think is everyday immediate. business? Yeah, it, it yeah. feels immediate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so but, me and Joey kind of laugh about two one a certain account. So drink snack size. When I was first starting out in the landscaping industry, I was like, "What do I do with these gas station stops?" Yeah. You know, just as a bookkeeper, I just was like, "Man, I I want to." want to take care of them correctly because they're very popular. And I was like, fine, I'm just creating its own account. So drink snack size. If you ever hear me talk about that, drink snack size, me enjoy it. Joke about that. But another one we really laugh about is like the supplies and tools mm-hmm. because it's a back office expense. You know, some of those hammer hammers may not be a good example, mind you, but some of those tools aren't that necessary to your core service. Right. They're, they just feel immediate in a given day because, you know, you're tired. You didn't get enough sleep last night. Baby was crying all night. Yep. You need this tool to make this job easier. And we have one cus- We have one client that has really honed in on that. And you can see it coming out in his bottom line. And basically, really? uh, yes, he has started to put aside a certain amount for tools. Like this is all we can spend on tools. So we've got to problem solve our way out of it if we do not have money in this account. And so, um, you know, he's just basically budgeting that so that it doesn't become too inflated. But yeah, yeah, those expenses just drop right to your bottom line when you cut them. Right. And usually if you see, and this isn't always the case, but if you just see a random, you know, assortment of tools being bought all the time, you know, that tells me basically every time is that you don't know your customer because you're just doing random jobs and you need this tool for that. And you haven't really identified who your core customer is, which is one of the the key things in business. Because then you're finding all cylinders and you're, you know, you've got all the right equipment for each job every single time. And you're literally very systemic. And, you know, we do this sort of yard and we have this type of mower for this type of yard. And the guys know how to do just this one type of thing. And then you're just really, you know, developing your system. But when I'm seeing tools bought everywhere for, it looks like you're just picking up side hustles, left yeah. and right, which is nothing be- wrong with that. But when it's like an over exorbitant amount, you know, that's usually you don't know your customers. Yeah. And that can happen when you're young and you're just looking for income. But yeah. at some point, if you're really trying to build that right. business. You you've not identified that core customer, and it's probably going to eventually show in your gross profit margin too. Right. In the sense of you know your your materials, your fuel, and your labor all need to be directed toward that core customer with a core service. And so, let's talk budget really quickly. So you, how many? Well, uh, that that is not necessary. It's not pertinent. You see a lot of people come in, and you do a lot of books for a lot of people. Do you <laughs> see the most? Do you see the most? people that are like seeing the most profit their businesses are running the the most efficiently and effectively i guess do they have are they working off of good budgets mm, i wouldn't say, I so. say no. so no you'd be surprised uh, joey define has kind of seen some of those consistencies with our really good businesses they tend to be able to reinvest their equity 
So that's one key area, which is, is actually kind of hard to do because mm-hmm. oftentimes that equity is what's supporting yeah, the family a- side, the personal side. And so then we start getting a little bit of a mix of, well, can your personal side come down? And we don't, we don't necessarily want to get into that with our clients. Although, you know, eventually we start talking about those yeah, things, yeah. but we, we hate for it to be like, you know, tomorrow you guys can only eat ramen. Like that's not our yeah. goal either. Um, and so. So yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Personal budget. Yeah. I would say this budget is what I mean by that. Yeah. Yeah. But what I was saying is with, with, you know, the sole proprietors and the, you know, guys with one or two crews, largely your personal is tied dramatically to your business. Yes. Yes. More of a budget you can live on personally. You can reinvest more of that capital into your business. So that's a good point. So that, that's kind of what Megan was talking yeah, about. Yeah, it may not be the business budget they're really strict on, but their personal side doesn't require a lot mm. of the cash to come out of the business. Right. Which so let's, in turn, let's say, yeah. let's say that if you made $100,000, you know, top line and you kept, <laughs> let's say you drew out $50,000, you know, that's that's, fi- that's 50% of your of your top line. You don't have a lot to work with in terms of growth. Yeah, you're running slim. So let's, say you're, let's say you're running a seven figure, you know, let's just say you're running a million dollar company and you, and you drew out 50,000, that's only 5%. So you have a lot more money to reinvest back into your business. So I do see that in terms of success. A lot of times, you know, guys that live on a personal budget and they can just really just feed their business tons of, you know, investment opportunities and things of that nature. So yeah, that's a good point. Mm, That's good. That's really good. All right. Well, well, let me ask you this and then we're wrapping up the show here. I don't want to keep y'all too long, but what is the perfect person to sign up for these services? Like who, what is the, who, who needs this? Yeah. Good question. So I think our ideal client, so if our if our core service is going to serve an ideal client so that we can keep systems efficient, have good growth. The same thing you just preached. Business, yes. Then it would be likely a sole proprietor. It doesn't have to be, but likely a sole proprietor. So one crew, you're, you've kind of, you're at one crew, whether you've just started with that one crew or you've kind of maxed out that one crew and you're hoping to launch into more crews. Mm-hmm. But it, the simple, and here's one of the main reasons for that that I found is, like I said at the very beginning, it's very hard to send information remotely about. Mm-hmm. It can be pretty taxing, and we yeah. don't want that to be the main part of our service. We want the main part of our service to be the ability to talk, educate, and analyze, if you will, at this point. And so it's someone whose books you know, require somewhat minimal. I mean, it's not minimal. There takes a good year to get it all organized. But sole proprietor who has not launched into several different crews, but who would like to. And honestly, they're looking for a profitable, repeatable, uh, not stress-free, financially free um, business model that they can then duplicate at another location with another crew. Did I say that well? Yeah, good. Yeah, I would say they're looking to grow though. So it's not like they have to be a million dollar business, but they would like to be profitable, financially free, and have a repeatable, scalable business model that that then gives them the personal autonomy that they probably went into business foreseeing or at least picturing. I, I've kind of seen in business, in order to be successful in business, you have to be financially literate. And, you know, and you also have to be um, a very hard worker as well. So you can't you can't be if you're one or the other, it's going to show. So usually I think Warren Buffett says he's a better businessman because he's an investor and he's a better investor because he's a businessman. Mm. So he's both financially literate and he knows how to you know, do the boots on the ground work. So um, I think through our service, we really want to partner with people that want to um, 
I can use the old saying, you know, teach a man to fish and he, you know, eats for a lifetime, you know, give a man a fish and he just eats for a day. Yeah. So it's, it's more of that sort of thing. We're really wanting to just, you know, we want to partner with you and we want to teach you, you know, how to be financially alert because I don't think that our school system does a very good job of teaching basic finance or anything. And even, and finance in the business world is entirely different from personal finances. So it's even yes. harder to get a good business financial education, you know, in, in school or anything of that, you know, so that that's largely our services. We really want you to, to be financially literate in the business world and what it takes to grow a business mm. and not just a job. We want you yeah. to, we want you to have extra money left over so that eventually your business can run on autopilot while you go start another business or do something that you're more or passionate about or yeah. work in your community or whatever you want to do. You know, it's, it doesn't necessarily mean just retiring. Which, which let's be honest. I mean, if we're going to be true Americans, that was the backbone of America. That's what yeah. they were here searching for, you know, Benjamin Franklin building those businesses and then learning to invest and, and what, you know, lightning and whatever it was he did in terms of just scientific <laughs> yeah, discoveries. Yeah. And, but the, what allowed him to do that was the fact that he had a business running. Right, around. right. Yeah. He, he so did, yeah. some of those Personal. some of those inventions, you know, we would not have if he hadn't had that business supplying the means yeah, to just live. He retired at like 40 and he went on to be, you know, a masterful politician and inventor and philanthropist and all that was because he grew a sustainable source of income through his um you know, yeah. postmaster general or something. Yeah. So, so we would say somebody who's been in business probably at least a year and who, but hasn't, you know, grown to those four crews and is trying to turn around some Titanic of a business, but more so they've got, they've got the workings of a business. They recognize, Hey, I really could take this somewhere and really be a business, not just have a job. And, and they're looking to the boost from that one crew to that, you know, let's say million dollar mark, that seems to be just the word we use because it, it rings a little bit, but yeah. they're just, looking, they're looking to grow sustainably. And, and so if, if that doesn't explain it well enough for you, you can always just schedule a free 15 minute call, right? Landscaping, yep. The Uh go there and 15 minutes, like it's, it's not that big of a deal. Go here. If, if you have some more questions and just schedule it, and and find out if it is the right fit for you or not is that that's the best way to contact you all right correct basically the only way i mean you could try reaching out email but i'll probably direct you right to that 15 minute yeah that's good that's good the, hey all of your stuff coming into one uh Absolutely. funneling into one place is a good way to keep up with leads so that's a, that's a good business model right there well guys thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing with us today is there anything else that we haven't gotten to that you wanted to share about today no, I feel like that was a good conversation. Yeah, Thank you, Jeremiah. Yeah, Jeremiah. no, absolutely. I think there's a lot of value in that. And it hopefully it, it's, not, it's not a pitch fest. It's literally us just talking about like, these are things that can change your business. And uh, I'm so looking forward to this year and, and getting into these grow your numbers conversations because knowing your numbers comes first, growing your numbers comes second. And it, when you get to that, it's, it's just like the light at the end of the tunnel is like getting brighter and brighter. Like you yes, just, you finally, yeah. and it's like, man, you like, yeah. can really start to see real profit. And, and that's what everybody wants to see. Like you're in business to make money, not to just Absolutely. money in money out. Like you want money to stay with you. And so that's what we're here trying to do, trying to help everybody every day. So thank you all for coming on. Thanks everyone for joining in and listening with us today. If you enjoyed the episode, leave us a big five star rating and review uh, in your, in whatever podcast platform you're listening to on. That would be a huge help to us. Go follow us on Instagram at growing green landscapes and uh, check out, Joey and Megan Coberly with the Landscaping Bookkeeper. Go schedule a call today. We'll put a link in the show notes. If you want to go check that out and sign up with them, that would be awesome. 
But guys, thank you for tuning in, and we look forward to catching up with everybody here on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Growing Green Podcast. It is an honor to have you listening, and we hope you receive valuable advice to help take your business to the next level. Don't forget to follow the podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode drops.